and all the joy and pain that comes with it. All the love and the loss of new games. Oh, you're joking, right? But Daisy broke my heart. Anyway, so we're going to talk about two games this week. We're going to talk about Daisy, which has been in development for like five years. Yeah, we're also going to talk about Deep Rock Galactic, which yeah. we've known about for about a year and loved for all that time. It's really good. I don't know if there's something about it. I feel like everybody should play it and I want to make everybody play it. Yep, I mean, I promise we're not being sponsored by them, but I also want to take them, the whole developers, home and marry them. Rock and Stone! Fallout released. It's not been well received. Like, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, Fallout multiplayer. But then when it comes down to it, everybody's furious about it. So it got some bad reviews when it was still in beta, and mm. then before anyone had actually played it, I think. And now what are the bad reviews about? Basically just that it's really empty and really buggy. Not all the reviews are out yet. I think people are taking their time with it because it's like a big open world game and you need to get to the end of it. It's made me a bit worried because like I bought it and haven't had a chance to play it. So now I'm like locked in and I'm like, ooh. Do you have any friends to play with? No, why would you say that? I don't have any friends. I was hoping to play Fallout with Sam. Um, Sam's 15 and he hasn't been behaving himself. So he doesn't have a PC right now. <laughs> so you have no friends because you have to mm. implement the rules of society yeah. because of justice because of grounding because of grounding oh. so that's sad i really think i've shot myself in the foot there what else is in the news spyro spyro yes yeah. so i was very excited about the new spyro game coming out on the 13th mm. of november however so because i loved spyro it was the first ps1 game i ever played this day and managing to defeat the first level seven hours later probably because it was the first ever playstation game i played mm. I mean, I know it's Spiral Remastered, but it really is just Spiral Remastered. Yeah. And the thing is, I've replayed the game multiple times over the last 20 years. Yeah. And I looked at it and I was like, this really is just the same game. Like, I was just excited for a bit more from it. And maybe yeah. that's me not grasping the concept of remastered games, but it's just exactly the same. And I could play that game with my... Like, I know the order of that game. I could play it with my, my eyes closed. And... Mm. I mean, I think that's probably the nature of um, remasters. I think we all forget that they're just, you know, like, some of those updates are really worthwhile. So I get if the game's a bit janky to start with. Mm. Or, you know, and it, something adds to the gameplay. But it's really just, it again, prettier. And it's disappointing to me. I'm, I'm over it before I got under it. <laughs> you know? Right. So that makes perfect sense to me. I think that's totally reasonable. Um, it looks beautiful though, so actually, as someone who hasn't played Spyro, I'm more inclined to go play it. So this episode we're playing some Daisy, and then we're going to chat about some Deep Rock Galactic. We will get to talk to Stuart, my pal. So first you can hear soft tones of us wandering our way through the Daisy world, <laughs> and the pitter-patter of tiny Daisy feet, and the lurching groans of scary zombies. Yeah, so Daisy just launched into beta. Okay, Harry, so what's Daisy? <laughs> so Daisy is a zombie survival game. It uh, started out as a mod for armor. Dean Rocket Hall created it. Basically, he wanted to create something for the New Zealand military that would like simulate the fear of battle. So there was a game called Armor, and the developers made that available to other people to change. Yeah. And at that point, what's his face, who was yeah. mentioned, wanted to make 
a game for the military. He made Daisy, and then some people put zombies in it. No, so he put zombies in it, and eventually it became popular for that. Is this because he met zombies in the military? <laughs> he didn't meet zombies in the military. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's we could ask that him. Story indicates. Oh my god, the water's so nice now. Oh. So I haven't played this in a very long time. So my history with this game is a lot when it came out as a mod with some very good friends of mine we loved it to death do you know what a mod is no a mod it's an extension of the game a lot of games started out as mods so like counter-strike yeah counter-strike is this famous shooter now mm -hmm. but counter-strike started out as a mod for half-life there's been a lot of controversy because the mod was amazing for a while but then it was oversaturated and full of hackers and just like just really broken bohemia interactive so they made armor and then they came to Dean Hall and were like, Dean, let's make this a proper game. Oh, okay. So they started working on the Daisy standalone. And that was in development for like two years, I think. And then what happened was it came out, but it was still really broken. And the zombies, like the zombies couldn't walk around properly and missing some of the aspects that made the mod so compelling. This is very exciting. This all feels really different. Oh, there's a zombie. Where? Over there. I'm gonna go this what? way. Oh, yeah. You can see him twitching. Oh, there's another one! I don't think they've seen me yet. Oh, their pathfinding's broken in still. Ah! Someone's ah! shooting! <laughs> Is there other people in here? Yeah. Oh. So that's the whole thing. So, like, you want to find guns and food. Mm -hmm. But also, that guy over there wants to find guns and food. And he wants your guns and food. It's like The Walking Dead. Zombies are not the threat. Okay. Humans are the threat. Uh, and what's the beginning and end of the game? There is none. <gasps> so there's just all these servers constantly running? Yeah. Uh -huh. And then you can make a, like a little home in it. And then what, do you leave your home when you go out to your real life in the real big world? Yeah, you leave it behind and you hope that nobody finds it. Are we going to fight some zombies, Harry? No. Okay. Ah, it's coming! This feels totally different. Is that a good or a bad thing? I mean, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so afraid. It's good. We need a weapon to defend ourselves. That computer there. As a oh, software engineer, is a computer not your weapon of choice? So if everyone's always playing, how do you find guns? Or do well, they, they respawn. respawn. Yeah. Is that so. crochet there? Go back. Oh, it's a ah, oh, it's a crochet. Sorry, it's a zucchini. <laughs> uh, no, it's crochet. Oh man, this is so exciting being back. So I think there's somebody else looting around here. What is that voice chat? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to ruin the sexiness of this, but you know, does that, like, is that not bad for GDPR? Um, <laughs> do we not have to get their consent? Get their consent. consent. They're going to be severely disappointed if they try and attack you, because... Yeah. What have I got? Well... A zucchini. <laughs> Maybe I can use the zucchini as a weapon. Yeah. Equip. Put it in my hands. Hopefully you'll realise and won't attack me. Maybe this is all a con. Maybe everyone's doing this. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we should definitely do the old, all I've got is a courgette trick. He's <laughs> over there. Friend. Hello. Don't shoot. No, 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 no. Oh. Oh, he looks rugged. <laughs> that guy was rugged. Okay, well, that went well. Very well. When we started playing this game, it was new to everybody, yeah? And you were afraid of the zombies and you were afraid of the environment and you were trying to learn it. Everybody was sort of role-playing a little bit, like, you were always... You weren't going to shoot people on sight, necessarily. It depends what mood you're in. Like, once you geared up, 
and you were ready to go, you were like, okay, well, now I'm going to kill people. Yeah. But shooting someone who clearly just had a zucchini is not, like, <laughs> it's not very nice. Friend! Although all these sheds definitely remind me of PUBG. It's nice here. I'd like to live here. Yeah, it looks nice apart from the zombies uh, and the doors that close on you. I want our first weapon so we can murder some zombies. But then what happens is if you fight zombies, you'll bleed and you need to fashion bandages. So a lot of this game is crafting and like scavenging for the right materials and stuff oh, like that. Oh, so it's crafty. So the game has a day-night cycle. So the first time I played this game, I was I loaded into a server that was pitch black. And I was terrified. Aww. I climbed up this lighthouse with zombies chasing me. <laughs> and then I jumped off the lighthouse and both broke both my legs. <gasps> Cowboy hat! We're oh. a bell of the ball! <laughs> Nothing can go wrong now. This game's getting better. It's it's really cool. I think you'd like it. And I, since the standalone came out, me and my friends have dropped in to Daisy Sandler and always been quite disappointed with what we found. Like the zombies just clipping through walls, everything's broken. But this is the first time I've come back to DayZ and been like, oh, this is a real game and I might play this. What's the difference between it was in early access and now it's in beta? Ah, so it's still in early access. Before it was in alpha. Basically like alpha means really early access. Everything's going to be busted. Um, and that's what Minecraft was when you bought it. Ah, if you remember, yeah. you, this is a weird way to play DayZ, obviously. Like usually there's a lot of peril because what, what happens is once you've got some equipment, you're terrified of losing it. Ooh, field vest. <gasps> it's got storage. Oh, I've got storage, gang. Whoa. So you can't, like, create a chest and keep your bell peppers in it. Guys. Okay. Oh, it's, it's a gun. gun. It's a gun. A real gun. Oh. Oh, I've got a gun. But no bullets. Let's baby, see. baby, baby. Ooh. That's a gun. I better put this away because people will think I'm armed. So you can create a chest, but people can find your chest oh, and go okay. in it. So the plan is to create a secret chest somewhere in the wilderness. So Hannah, do you think this is a game you would play? Yes, I do actually. I mean, we get we get ganked pretty fast. Mm -hmm. There's this interesting element where you get to choose when you play or what servers you play on. So if I make a base here with you, it only exists on this server. So we'd have to come back if we wanted our stuff. Yeah. Cargo pants. Oh. I bet they've got. I bet they're spacious. <gasps> yeah. They are spacious. Spacious pants. I know. Just take off your other ones. Take off your sure? pants. Why could you not wear them? I don't know. They're, they're badly, badly damaged. Ah, <laughs> oh, revelation. I think that'll happen in Fallout as well. Fallout seventy six. Oh yeah. Anything yeah. that's not kept in your stash will be like publicly available. But I like that aspect. I like being able to steal other people's stuff and have your own stuff stolen. Go on, let's eat a bell pepper. <laughs> this is amazing. Eating the bell peppers, yo. This is really good. I'll play this instead of Fallout. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. What a revelation. I mean, it ticks the same boxes. I don't need it... to buy a new computer. <laughs> Weirdly, it does tick the same boxes. Mm. I think the AI in this game is still kind of broken. Mm. Right, should we end it there? Yes. Because some of us have cats to feed. Yes. <laughs> I think you're right. This will scratch the itch that Fallout 76 says it will. But we'll get... F we're going to get fucking murdered half the time. But it's fine. Because that's the game. Yeah. And maybe Fallout... Maybe they haven't understood that that's the game. I'm really loving this. And I was expected to come into this and be like, this game's stupid and still broken. <laughs> Apart from the fact you can't jump over fences or punch. Yeah, I mean, nobody's perfect. Oh, this is a 
nice little house. Yeah, and there's a pumpkin. There's no double beds though. Perfect. Rock and stone to the bone. So Deep Rock Galactic, the game of all games that was brought into my life. <laughs> game about... of all games. I love it. <laughs> you do. So passionately. I already like mining games anyway. And it combines all I want in a game. There's beards, there's drinking, there's dancing, there's strategic bonding going on, there's mm. peril, there's gold. It's amazing. <laughs> there's a lot to like. So Deep Rock Galactic is a cooperative first-person shooter video game developed by Danish indie studio Ghost Ship Games. And it was released early access on Steam and Xbox One preview on the 28th of February 2018. It's two to four player co-op where you are space dwarves and you go into a planet to try and mine for resources. So it's like a mixture of traversing caverns and fighting aliens. And it's amazing. It's a little bit Minecrafty. I know people say that all the time, but like it is a bit Minecrafty. There's a sense of exploration, which is really beautiful. There's this element of wave defense against aliens, which reminds me of Helldivers. It feels really physical and it reminds me of Left 4 Dead and like a lot of people made that comparison. It's an amazing co-op experience. It reminds me of when you're at the beach and you go rock pooling. <laughs> you know when you find a really good rock but then there's like creepy bugs in the rock pool but then you also find a great crab. For real? Yeah! If you put your face in a rock pool it would look like Deep Rock Galactic. <laughs> okay, that's a good, good comparison. I mean, yours are good too. Thanks. You can either play with your friends or you can play with weird online people who drop into the game. <laughs> um, it starts with a loading area and you slowly all join together. You choose a mission and then you go off in your mining ship. You have to get in the drill and then the thing goes down to the planet. And there's like really nice like retro effects on the, on the loading screen. Yeah. And it's like... So you get to choose, there's a scout, an engineer, a driller, and a gunner, and you get to, you play as one of those characters, and they're all, they all equally have really good skills. So what I think is really amazing about the four classes, each class changes the way you play in terms of combat, but it changes the way you play in terms of traversal. So like the engineer has those platforms that you place, which really helps your team in certain situations, and then the gunner has that permanent rail that they put up yeah. the driller has his own thing and then the scout is like a, a fast mover that can like find things what i love about it is that whichever class i'm playing i always sort of wish i was another class which means that like the choices are really meaningful and you always want to have like a good spread in your team you don't want four gunners most important things about deep rock is that like all the maps are randomly generated and they're really good they're so like there's all sorts of different cave formations and they're all really weird and different and majestic and I love it I really love it and it adds a lot to the game and you can change the complexity of the level that you want to play on. Went from one mission to now there's like ice missions and lava oh, yeah. missions slowly being new monsters and more guns that have really changed the game completely but kept the essence so we've been playing it for about six months now. I'm really impressed like they've talked about 
troubles of balancing an early access game. The developers are really transparent in everything that they do. So when things don't work or when things are going wrong, hmm. they explain and they explain the glitches they've had and it's great. Yeah. And they recently did a blog all about the challenges of early access. And mm. part of that was the things, the thing like as... as they, Well, as they develop the game. Basically, they're not always balancing things as they go in. So, you know, you put something new into the game, like extra cave leeches. They're a really good enemy. They added in those Magatera grabbers and they were so punishing um, mm. that it completely changed the game because they were evil as hell. Hannah, what's a Mactera Grabber? It's like a horrible bug that comes and sucks you up and drags you across and then drops you in the middle of the cave. It's a and flying then you die. bug. It's a flying it bug. It flies and it grabs you in its legs and it takes you away and dumps you somewhere random. And it just completely, it made like things that were relatively easy. It just suddenly made life much harder yeah. as a bearded miner. The other thing that's really scary and still is still still scary is the cave leeches because the cave leeches are like these big sneaky things that sit on top of the roof, and then come down with their quiet tongue and grab you. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sticking their tongue out. They have really creepy tongues that come and <sighs> you up. And then the thing is, you could all have wandered off the rest of your yeah. teammates, but you cannot get down unless someone comes to save you. Mm. So again, you're completely dependent on your team of it. Uh, do we have any hopes? I hope they have lady dwarves. Well, they, no, well, they might have lady dwarves because then you get into the whole Lord of the Rings thing. The dwarves just look like normal dwarves and they have beards and it's all very controversial. But I think there should be some female dwarves in some form. Like, Definitely still with agree. beards, obviously. Yeah. Still with sexy, sexy beards. But um, maybe fuller figures. Hey, what are my hopes for the future? So this is going to maybe sound crazy, but I would really like a Left 4 Dead style PvP mode. You don't know what this is. so No. So if you think Deep Rock Galactic is a four-player co-op game, what if, in addition to the four players cooperating, there were four other players who were playing as aliens? Can come and try and fuck you up? Yeah. I'd like to claim credit for that idea. I'd just like more people to play playing Deep Rock because I keep on trying to sell it to people I know and they're like, I have not heard of this. What is this? I don't know how many people are playing it and I really think everybody should play it. I think it should. My only fear with it is, I suppose, always the fear of early access that they just put loads into it and then it never quite reaches a completion. I don't know. I, I feel like the game is fairly complete already. feels pretty solid and I've extracted a lot of joy from it already. Thinking about other early access games I've played, a lot of the time there's this, oh, it'll be great when blah, but I don't know what. There's nothing I need from Deep Rock Galactic right now. I think this is what we discussed before in the best games for early access are games that already come with a really strong basis and they're already solid and a good game before they start being added to. So that's yeah. why Minecraft in early access worked because yeah. although it's added and added, the core yeah. was already really good and I think that's what works about Deep Rock. That original mission and that original setup was good yeah. to begin with. It's a really strong concept. It's really, really strong. It's just not missing anything, but like there's lots to add, like in a in a way that just sort of keeps opening up the exploration. Right, so we're here with Stuart, who's our mate and a video games developer. So we are doing our episode on early access and we chose Deep Rock Galactic and Daisy. Both of which Stu and I played together. So Stu got me into Deep Rock Galactic, did I? Yeah, accidentally. So you and you were playing it with Will, and I was like, "Nah, seems too early to get oh, I involved." That, yeah, Dude's also had the joys of playing with Sam. Oh yeah, Sam does not really understand collaboration, does he? So what we find with playing with Sam is that like he runs off 
So he doesn't want to do the grunt work, so he finds loads of minerals and he's like, right, you guys sort these out. And yeah, he just yeah. disappears. Because he's always the scout, because he's like, I'm going off, off air. But yeah, he just doesn't value teamwork. <laughs> no, he well, I, mean, I think he values our work, yeah, but he doesn't want to be part of it. And when we come and save him when he's keeled over. But yeah. He's improving. He has. We have been playing some... Call of Duty Zombies. So we're both quite crap at Call of Duty Zombies. So he has to help us and we're like, stop, save us, please. So he does look after you now. Yeah, he does. He's learned. Yeah. yeah. After a lot of time of just having to be like, why are you dead in a corner over the other side of the map? <laughs> He's learning. He's learning that you'll be dead if he doesn't save you. Yeah. Oh, Deep Rock's actually one of the few games I play where I don't need to depend on everyone to survive. Like pretty yeah. much every other game that we play together. Yeah. I, you mean, yeah. I just like come along at the back and like yeah. tag along with the excitement. Put me out the rear. Like, that's why like, I'm the red shirt from, from Star Trek, because I'm always the one that dies. Oh. I feel a lot like that when we play Jay-Z. Like, I was always, like, just along for the ride with Keith looking after yeah. us all. Because, like, Keith plays a lot of those games. Oh. He's the one. So, like, we were saying, when we play Jay-Z, usually it's with Keith. He's, he's spent all day playing it, and he's built a massive base. And we just rock up, and we're like, where's the guns, Keith? <laughs> Give us an M16. Oh, he's lovely and very useful. <laughs> There's this whole cottage industry now of games that teach you how to play PUBG. Have you seen that? No. There's all these little, like, PUBG training simulator because everybody wants to be good at PUBG. Mm. At least when you die in PUBG, you're you're spectating your other squad mates, usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when everyone's dead, like, at most you've got 20, 30 minutes and then you're all back in yeah. the room together. Yeah. Whereas, like, DayZ, which is kind of essentially inspired PUBG, yeah. you die and then you're, you're 10 kilometres away from the rest of your... Yeah. Oh, so you spawn back. At, so you do spawn back, but you could spawn. You spawn back yeah. with nothing on the coastline again. Oh, it's brutal, and you're like, uh, you just want to cry. And then do you just spend a lot of pathetic time, like trying to get back to your friends and yeah. die yes. and trying to get back. Oh. Yeah, and if you're like me, you die a lot. So you get in a big firefight, yeah. and like if we're with Keith, right? Or I can't shoot, so I, I'm, <laughs> I'm always the one that dies, and somehow they always survive because I'm like the um, red shirt. Oh, the red shirt, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, I can't remember what the word. You know, like, they fast. send me out as the target, and then oh. like, I get shot, and then like they see who it is, and then they should take, take it behind them. That's how it feels. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, don't feel like anybody actually made you go out. It's not intentional. Yeah, like, but it does seem to be how it works out. Yeah, I think it's because Keith's really good at it. Um, and then I'm then I spawn on the, the coast, and I've got like a yeah. ten kilometer run to get back. So, for some context. Stuart and I played the mod. What's a red shirt? Good question. <laughs> Do you want to explain what a red shirt is? I feel like I might get stabbed. In the uh, in Star Trek. Yes. The, there's like uh, the different team, the different departments have different shirts. So anyway, yeah. So we played a lot of the Daisy mod, yes. and that was amazing. And it had a lot of great elements, like the base building that was broken but awesome, and what were well the vehicles and the helicopters? Yeah. Some of Cam's best videos on a Cam. Of him like flying this helicopter around and stealing helicopters from other people. As a game developer, is there anything particularly like when of ga- like with Daisy that even from the beginning made you like cringe in horror? Cringe in horror. Well, it's like it's 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 an interesting game because it 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 actually brings out a lot of it brings out the emotions and excitement that you want from the game. But it's like it's 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 an interesting game because it 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 actually brings out a lot of. It brings out the emotions and excitement that you want from the game, but 
a lot like the user interface is really clunky it's really horrible yeah um but a lot of that stuff doesn't actually matter sometimes mm -hmm. if the if the experience works and for like our when we were playing the mods our our, our playing style changed over time mm. so like, i remember the first few times i played it we we were thinking of it this is a game that has zombies so we mm -hmm. need to be aware of the zombies uh, so we would go we would go to like we would all group up together and we'd go to a town and we'd set like up on a hill about a kilometre out with binoculars looking down at the hill. <laughs> oh, that sounds so romantic. And then, like, two people would crawl in and they would run around the supermarket <laughs> rummaging for can of beans. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they would crawl out, like, and the spotters would be saying, oh, there's a zombie there and a zombie there. Um, like, and that was great because, like, just mm. that weird experience of, like, it really felt tense. It felt yeah. ace, yeah. And there was, this, this took hours. Yeah, Stu like, sounds like it's hours. not like Supermarket Sweep. This took ages. But then we kind of discovered that the zombies weren't much of a threat, mm. so you could just run away from them. Yeah. And then we kind of changed our game style to be more kind of run and gun. <laughs> more aggressive, yeah. Yeah, much more aggressive. Because the big threat really is other players and not yeah. the zombies. Yeah. Um, and then, but then that moved on. We had different experiences. We got we had vehicles and we were doing yeah. doing stuff like that. And we were just flying around the map. We weren't doing yeah. this, the stealthy stuff. We were doing much more action-based, oh, um, so which is actually partly why we moved away from it. Because there was other yeah. other mods, which gave us even more action, yeah. um, and and made it easier for us to kind of get grouped together. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do like the tension, but yeah, we definitely moved away towards Wasteland, yeah. which was like an Armour Two mod, that was just like tanks. Daisy very much for us was like going down to the pub and having a chat. Yeah, like the, we were playing the game. Yeah, and there was little bits of action, but a lot, yeah. there was a lot of nothingness. But the nothingness was actually <laughs> just us socialising. It's a running simulator, or like. Orienteering. Yeah. Orienteering. Orienteering. Uh, we I think, think it, yeah. Well, some of us got good at it. Yeah. I didn't. You no, <laughs> no, I was going to say, some of my like best, worst memories of that are how bad I was at the navigation and oh, how dear. much I let my team down. Oh. <laughs> so once you learn the map, you like you work out where you are in the spawn area because like, there's a road and a railway and what order do you come to them gives you an idea yeah. of what side you're on. And then there's, there's power lines and you can kind of navigate a bit from the power lines. You know, they go to some of the major cities yeah. and... This sounds really fun. Like I kind of feel like all the bits that probably it's been pulled away from to be more like high impact aggressive, but actually the orienteering side and the bit where you're scavenging for yeah. food that actually sounds much more fun than the combat bit to me. Yeah, it, a lot of the time it is, but then I think you sort of once you master that, that's what it is. It's you master that and then you move away from it and you're like, right now let's have a fight. And yeah. part of the problem with Daisy and PUBG in some sense is that like I don't spend a lot of time in combat. So I never get good at it. Yes. So Daisy's still really quite broken. Yes. And still like really far away from ideally where you'd want it to be. But like, does it matter? Is it always going to be like that? Because it doesn't feel like it's changed much in about four years. Well, I, yeah, I don't know if it does matter. Because yeah. it's a, it's a, the world itself is quite an interesting world. Like yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of variety in the, in the towns yeah. and the, the terrain. So it's quite a nice world to just walk around in. Yeah. Like I, I never really feel like I'm, I'm not enjoying just the travelling. Yeah. Um, and it does give give people opportunities to, to role play and and as different things. I, I remember yeah. certainly around the mod time there was a guy who would play on servers and he would go around, picking people up and he was like a taxi service or, or help, just helping people and he was that's role playing so this character in in the world. Oh, and that's amazing. Um, yeah. It's just not all just like kill on site. Like there's there's yeah. opportunities for different kinds of experiences. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of sandboxy. Really, yeah, it is. It? Yeah, absolutely. Like. So if we paused now and it was never updated from this point, 
would you guys still feel you're going to drop in? I mean, in the, future? the temptation to go back wouldn't be there. I still want to play a bit more of it as it is. And I think if it wasn't going to keep changing, I mean, this is the thing though, the rate of change is so slow that it might as well not be changing as far as I'm concerned. But you're still going back and playing it. Is the reason you're going back because there's a new update? Or do you think it'll always be one of those things where you're like, oh, I fancy a bit of DayZ today when you're 90? I would I would go back and play it again since we played it recently because we only played a couple hours. And like I do kind of want to go back and play a bit more. But mm. I think with, with most games, they have a lifetime where you're like, this is the novel thing. And then... Yeah. It, like it's great, and but then there's more more things coming. There's so many different gameplay experiences, yeah. Um, both like in early access and in AAA and everything, yeah. That you don't want to spend too long on one particular game, yeah. But I go back and replay games. There's games I go back and really love replaying, and I think I probably will always yeah. drop a bit back into them. I think one of the things with Daisy, I think I would say, is that the thing that makes it work well is people. Whereas other games you can go back and you play on your own. Like I've played Half-Life 2 many times and Portal many times, but Daisy it only really works when there's a group of you, for me, personally. Mm. So, I would, like, if there was yeah. a bunch of us that said, we're going to play Daisy, like, I'd be absolutely up for that. But yeah. other, other times, I'd, like, I'll have to play other games. Do you have the overwhelmed desire to ask the Desert Island disc question, which is like, what three games if you were deserted on a desert island of your life? If you could only you play would... three games for the rest of your life, what would they be? <laughs> yeah. But does he have internet? Yes. He's in the modern world. We're not Radio 4 here. We have the internet <laughs> on our desert island. Maybe it should be something else. I feel like gamers may be more likely to be in prison. If you were in prison for the rest <laughs> of your prison. life, yeah. you only had three games you could play. What would well, you take? One of those games would absolutely be Open Transport Tycoon. <laughs> really? I've heard of people who are obsessed with this. I love that game. I go back to that game so much. What's Open Transport Tycoon? So there was a game uh, in the early 90s by a guy called Chris Sawyer, and I assume like a team of people as well, but pretty sure he's Scottish. Um, you run a transport company, <laughs> and you you build railways, and you build buses and lorries, and you give them routes and you can build planes and you can build boats and then for each of those kinds there's like a station like or a terminus and then they just you basically just make the things go back and forth between that and depending on what kind of vehicle it is it'll just pick up whatever type of cargo is there oh. and then transfer it and you get money you can play it multiplayer mm. um, and there's AI yeah. AI other companies as well mm. who are also fighting for the routes and there's a whole other levels of if you think there's like a factory there's a factory and that takes resources from a farm and a steel mill, and the steel mill you need to feed with iron ore, oh. and then they produce things, and then the factory produces goods which you can tra travel transfer to the the cities. That sounds so addictive it and really satisfying. <laughs> it was my go to game like back when I was at school for exams, like to de stress before exams. Nice. Nice. So that would be like one of the games for sure. I feel like you only need one. I feel like you saw <laughs> but it. That's, but that's the thing is that I think you could play that for hours. Um, yeah. I was thinking of games that have been, like I could probably give you four games that have impacted me that I think are just like amazing over the course of my life. Most of them are quite old. Portal or Portal 2, one of mm. them. Don't really care which. Mm. Either Both of those are just were just amazing games. Uh, not just the fact that like they're just so polished games, but also the, the fact that they're quite short means mm. they cut out a lot of the fluff. Um, and they they just they're just so perfectly crafted experiences that you don't feel like you're there's there's no filler tracks if it was an album you know it just feels yeah. like constant quality just hits 
another game that I think probably maybe wouldn't, wouldn't be a prison game, but a game that um, that's really always affected me was the game To the Moon. Oh, um, you ever played I've that? heard of that. But it's just, it's one of possibly the only game that's made me cry. Oh. And it's just this really interesting story. It's it's an R, it's built in the RPG Maker tool game, so it's basically two oh. D um, sprites and like graphics. Um, and you move some players around. The main characters are people that go into people's memories. I think they're trying to fix the memories to make them happier or something. Oh, like oh. Because there's this guy that's dying, and then they're going back and they're fi- and they go back in time through his memories, and you're kind of reliving his life with his wife, like oh. and how they fell in love and and that. And it's just like it's really oh, emotional. I, I, I want to see it. I want to play it. But also I, I want to I cry. I absolutely recommend that you play it because I think because yeah. um, it really did make me cry. I, it's one of those games I would say that. This is a game that really shows you that the games can be more than just explosions and like guns yeah. and things. You know, it really, it's but not necessarily a prison game. The definitely a game that are like it just it stuck with me. Anybody ever play Hellblade? It's quite recent actually. It's about this Norse woman who is a warrior, and her husband dies, and she goes into hell to save his soul. It's an analogy for like her mental health problems. And like what she struggled with through her life, I was really skeptical when someone told me that because it doesn't sound like something a game is very good at tackling. But it it's really good and it feels really honest and like that uh, just makes me want to cry. I still haven't finished it because it's really hard. Well, Journey is a good one as well again yeah. that is that had an impact to me both emotionally and also as a developer. Yeah. And I don't know if you if you get the same experience the, if you played it now, mm. if there's not other people playing it because you know they yeah. have the mechanic where where it would join two people together in a game. So you would be playing a game and there would be this other person and you 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 can't talk to them, but you can like you can all you can both move around, you can see each other and you can emote. So each yeah. person has a will have like probably has a different emote. And just using that and just the way you move, you can work together and you go on the journey together, which I suppose is the purpose, is that you kinda of share that experience. Then maybe you go through the next bit and you transition and then you set, you split off, you lose them and they're gone forever and yeah. someone joins you. But that, I think if you don't get that part of the, the game now, you're missing out on what I think is one yeah. of the really interesting parts of it. Yeah. Although the whole storyline, the whole thing itself is quite... A, really... We should talk about that at some point, uh, like the emotional reaction to games. Because I have yeah. levels in Spiral that I associate really specifically with things that were happening in my life because oh. I was playing them during it. Thank you for listening to Procedural Death. <laughs> it's a great name, but we can't say it. Thanks for listening to Procedural Death Labyrinth. We've enjoyed this episode. I can't believe Daisy came out just in time for us to do this. I have a huge boner for Daisy. Yes, we know you love Daisy. Sure. I love Deep Rock Galactic. So next episode, we're going to be talking about our predictions for 2019. And basically any games that we're excited for. Ooh, we can talk about Cyberpunk. <gasps> oh, <sighs> yeah. We... My prediction is that Minecraft will still be the number one video game on YouTube. Right. I'm thinking Sunny with a spot of rain. Team Rock seriously need to invest in some better equipment.